0: Okay, so we're here. Uh, This is John and...
1: Maddie Kay. The Working Experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on the... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, Yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. On do that report ASAP. Where
0: are we on that presentation? And
1: HR wants to see you. Did
0: you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay
1: late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. They're <laughs> moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where kids? are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, oh what's that? He was receiving his toenails at the desk. I can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it
0: anymore. Thank you all for joining us. And Matt, why don't you... Uh, give us a primer about what we're going to discuss today.
1: Well, just to clarify, um, last couple of podcasts, did we do one or two over the phone? Was that one? It
0: was, it was two.
1: Two. Yeah. Um, so we did that over the phone, so the dynamic might be a little different. Now we're doing it face-to-face, so sometimes John and I do it face-to-face, sometimes we do it over the phone. Which adds just a, a bit so, of a different dynamic. And you sometimes know. we do it back to back. Sometimes it's we back-to-back. do it in other rooms. Back-to-back. We do it in the dark. Which reminds me of this <laughs> quick story that my brother told me because he was up uh, with my nephew and my sister-in-law. And this, I think he was there for this. It was some like think tank in D.C. and they were having an auction, like a dating auction, which is like I, I don't know why places still do this because you know. <laughs> Th- this yeah. is recently, and this is like three years ago.
0: Yeah.
1: And the guy the guy, emceeing it was this complete tool. It was like right. him and this woman emceeing it. And the guy goes, there was somebody up for auction, a, a guy named, I'll just call him Steve. And he was like, oh, and Steve's up, so uh, if any of you ladies want to bid on him, or any of you guys, not that there's anything wrong with that. And Paul, my brother was just like, are you kidding <laughs> What and then the woman had to be like, no, there is nothing wrong with that. First of all, you got that from Seinfeld. Right. From like right. what was that, fifteen years ago? And and he's, I am sure
0: he's used that oh three hundred times. <laughs>
1: yeah. Boy, that's yeah. in his
0: bag of tricks. That's to. That's to warm, to warm everyone every, up. Right, yeah, yeah. Look, Matt, you've got to go in with the light massage, right? To get the crowd warmed up. It's, well, a, it's a whole
1: thing. When I'm in an office setting and I want to tell jokes, I like to use note cards. Oh, yeah. That, is, <laughs> and then, that goes off well. And then pause. And when people don't laugh or they don't get it, I'm like... Right. I, right. I, I, Next note card. Yeah,
0: yeah, what I like to do is... I like to pause right before the (laughs) punchline and just, and I want eye contact with everybody in the room. And you're smiling. And I'm smiling.
1: Like, it's going to be funny. It's coming. (laughs) It's coming, buddy. You with me? You with me, brother? It's coming. I remember this is 1997, 98. I moved back from Colorado and I just had a history degree. Like, I didn't really know. You know, in Colorado, I was driving a bus and skiing. So I moved back here, no job, no, like, savings, rather shaky. Mm -hmm. Had already rented an apartment, so now I got to, you know... So I got one interview based on a phone call. I called up this ad in the paper, you know, this is well before stuff was online. And I go in, I didn't even really know what it was. It was a sales position. Mm -hmm. And so I go in, and there's that whole... Like, I was... I was a fish out of water like I'd never even really been in an office in Manhattan so I'm in there and it was like you have to go through three different interviews and one guy makes fun of you you know and this and that and he's like I don't see sales on you I'm like you are a very astute reader of people my friend (laughs) that's the guy that he he rattles the cage yeah yeah Yeah. well you told I ran this by you and you told me that was the procedure oh absolutely one guy's supposed to get you fired up right yeah so I uh, sat down with this other guy who was supposed to be kind of my buddy right. explaining to me, you know, it was 22000 a year, 401k, blah, blah, blah. And then some other guy pops his head in and he's like, hey, Jeff, we nailed those sales figures. Oh, no, no. I know what it was. They were having cake because mm-hmm. they'd reached some quota. Mm-hmm. And he sits down. It's like, hey, you want a piece of cake? And I was like, no, I'm good. He's like, Yeah, we just nailed our sales quota. We went over it by 15%. Boom, sticks his hand up for the high five. So I had to high five the guy. I don't even know him. Jesus (laughs) Christ. I was like... And then I see what's going on in the office, and it was like... ooh. The the story makes my stomach (laughs) churn. And I don't even know... I got the job based on the strength of my speaking voice on the telephone. So I was going to be cold calling people to drum up business for their, like, headhunter firm, Oh whatever that... And at the time, I was like, headhunter, I don't even know what I'm oh, about. Oh, God. But, I mean, it was the late 90s, so it was sort of like, you know, you would get... Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean it,
0: late 90s, you know, you, you had the, the dot-com boom. Yeah. Uh, economy was was humming along.
1: We remember Mike, Mike. Uh, B. I won't say his last name. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He had a job at, like, two of those dot-com...
0: Places. Oh, yeah, with, um, that's right. Uh, who's the famous uh, um, Jason Kalanakis? Is that his name? The I don't know. Guy who's with Inside now?
1: He, I uh, might pronounce
0: I, his last name wrong. I mean, he
1: was $60,000, Adam. Mike had yeah. no experience. And then the job, like three it months just later, just vanish. Yeah, belly up.
0: Um, all right, so let's uh, let's let's stop tickling each other here and let's it. let's get into the this hard. Okay, of well,
1: moment. what we're getting into is workplace bullying, which a prime example of what John just did, <laughs> which was I'm rolling on something. John doesn't like it; it's out of his control. So, crack the whip, I got to oh,
0: I got to pull back the control. Yep. And you you can't see this because this is audio, but I, I I flinched <laughs> at Matt. <laughs> it was just it was a very like aggressive yeah, yeah. thing to move on, and he yeah. kind of
1: fell back in his chair a little bit. Well, we were talking. You know, speaking of bullying, we were talking about how still in the workplace, like physical size and presence is still like a a thing, like a dynamic. Absolutely.
0: I mean, you, there's I mean, there's statistics on it um, where. You know, I, I don't know what the the actual numbers are, but a large majority of CEOs of Fortune 500 companies are tall. No. Uh, they're male. Yep. Um, and... Apes. Apes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's an absolute, uh, it's, it's again, it's it's this kind of like looking the part uh, in terms of, you know, oh, this guy looks like he's a good leader. Rick Perry. But he could, right. He
1: has a wonderful head of hair. He could, he could be Amazing. a complete ass monkey. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Uh, I I, even I was going to say Trump, but Trump doesn't even look like a good
1: leader to me. No, he looks like a type of le- Like, he's been compared to the leader of, like, a banana republic. Like, kind of weird-looking, you yeah. know, odd haircut. Yeah. The tie. The tie hangs yeah. three inches too low, and I read that there was a purpose to that. What's the purpose? I don't know. Like, establishing, like, because I can or i don't know like they were just saying like all these kind of autocrats they all have this like these odd styles of dress like they wear these weird uniforms that are like pseudo-military like the scientologists have you ever seen the scientologist uniform yeah 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 it's it's
0: it's the same thing in in, uh in north korea i mean
1: there's i think there's
0: one official haircut (laughs) <laughs> for um, Kim, yeah, that, right, right. Kim Jong-un, is that right? Yeah, Kim that haircut. So it's that haircut, so they literally have um, a salon, and there are multiple pictures of the same goddamn haircut, <laughs> so it's like, you can have, it's like, okay, you can have anything you want, but it's got to be this. It's got
1: to be that, yeah. We can cut it in different ways, yeah. but it's got to end up looking like this. Why does he have that ridiculous haircut? His father had the same haircut you know but it's I think it's that bullying it's that like I can right like I can come dressed in a clown suit and everybody's got to tell me I look phenomenal and that's you
0: know well I mean I mean that probably North Korea is the um, the, the the extreme form
1: of bullying right? yeah because it's national bullying yeah
0: because if you don't uh, if you're not uh, adherent to party lines um, what is it it's three generations right so you're punished three generations. I didn't
1: know that.
0: Yeah, wow. so it's you, <laughs> and they, they either kids. go, like, you, your parents, and your kids, or they'll go, you, your kids, and then the kids' kids. <laughs> like
1: Who have no idea what, right. what trans And
0: they're literally, they're, they grow up in these prison camps, oh my and God. that's God. all they know. And to me, in, in like, you know, coming from the U.S., coming to America, I just can't believe that the world... As a whole, allows this to happen so with that and tiny little country. And, and, and there's no easy solution because if you just go and kill them,
1: no, yeah, no.
0: these people they could be essentially lost because yes. that's their their entire world. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, uh, you know, China trades with. You've got this whole dynamic, and the sa- South Korea would be overwhelmed, right? Yeah. So there's no easy solution, but the. Uh, it's just crazy yep. that in today's day and age, this, this, this maniac. Well, then again, you know, look we at Trump. Yeah, we have our own maniac.
1: Well, Trump. to take it back to the office, I found, um, so if you feel like you're being bullied, uh, Allison Van Dusen, I think is how you say her name, she put on her website, on Forbes' website, actually. And um, who's Allison? Is she an author? Or? I don't, yeah, she's an author, I guess, or we would probably find out. She's one of those people we probably want to chat with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, She put out the top ten signs that you're being bullied. Um, Some of these you may agree with, some not. Uh, The first one is feeling physically ill or throwing up before the start of the work week. I I don't... Yeah, I guess I've had jobs like that where I was like, I really didn't want to go. I dreaded it and... When I worked for Coca-Cola, that was just a summer job. That was like at night. When I worked for the toll booth,
0: I I, dreaded that.
1: I mean, but that,
0: and I've had similar uh, uh, instances where I've dreaded that week of work or dreaded a certain presentation or project. But it was more associated with the work, not a certain individual bullying me at work. But, you know, it's just like a physical manifestation of your... uh, (laughs) of your absolute dislike of a situation and your yeah. so your body is telling you like hey don't go don't don't go but when i worked at i don't want to mention any names morgan stanley yes i had a boss who would routinely bully me and everyone under him and it was it was in investment banking and it was just take it for granted like yeah. this is how things go And the guy was an utter asshole, like just plain talk. He was a complete jerk. Who died of a cocaine overdose. With two hookers in a New York City hotel. So it ended well for him. Right. Ended well for him. Right. (laughs) Um, And it was all about um, power. And, you know, he he used his position um, to intimidate and to get work done. Because essentially it was, you know, we were working 100 hour work weeks. And you know, the human body is not meant to sit in a cubicle or a desk for a hundred hours, you know, pushing out stuff you just couldn't give a crap about. Yeah. You know, only for money. Money. That was it. And to to play the game. Um, But I would say that it was so socially acceptable. This was back in the late 90s, early 2000s. you know, no, but I mean, God, for, it, and it was very much a, a, a male-dominated field, very like, uh, you know, uh, almost to the point of like a sports military
1: yeah.
0: uh, mind frame where you n- did not cry over spilt milk. No. In fact, if you were crying. <laughs>
1: after, did you ever see anyone cry? Never. No.
0: If you were crying. You couldn't. I mean, it would be, like you would then get attacked. Oh, I am sure. From every other angle, it's not the just wolf, from your boss. It's yeah. the wolf
1: that goes that down. That goes
0: down. The pack. The pack.
1: Rips them to shreds.
0: Will then rip you to shreds. Yeah. So you can't show, you know, you just got to have a real tough skin.
1: Yeah.
0: Really tough skin.
1: Yeah. Well, like when I was dreading the toll booth and Coca Cola, like those were just summer jobs. No, no one bullied me. I just hated doing it. And. But there was a light at the end of the tunnel when right. I was leaving. I was going, you know, for other people there, this is this was the next 40, 50 years of their life. Right. And that's what they made a living at. I mean, right. they, you know, I remember a guy in the toll booth next to me. And I still remember his name. Chris, I won't say his last name. He, he threw up one day. He just leaned out of his toll booth and puked on the ground. And he said later, it must be my nerves. He had like six kids. Oh. I think he had a seventh kid on the way. And he's a toll booth collector. Oh, God. now I mean, for a non-college graduate, he was probably making fifty, sixty thousand a year. Oh, really? Uh, maybe like forty-five. Something he was like in that. the he was in the game that long. Well, but it's a solid-state job. You get your benefits. Um, oh. But you know, sure. I, maybe he was looking down there, sure. a long tunnel, and I don't know. That's I didn't know the guy well. I was only there two months. I had to quit and take a temp job. I couldn't st- I couldn't stay two months. I was done and that's not seen as a stressful job but it is because like the monotony well not only that it's I think we talked about this in another podcast but it's just so like you can never do your job well no one's ever glad to see you right? no one's ever like wow that guy in lane 9 was on fire or like Matt Kerr Ooh!
0: <laughs> well, he had a, he killed it. F- 561 cars Knocked in one hour.
1: Who, who does that? It was yeah, it was terrible. I, and it was I, just, you know. like, yeah, Matt and Lee and <laughs> was using yeah. his
0: left and right hand. <laughs> da-ding, 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 da-ding.
1: <laughs> it was so yeah, it was awful. And it, that wasn't even a job. I was bullied. People were nice and everything. Right. I mean, you had to know somebody to get the job. That was the first question. We, not the first, but someone would inevitably ask you, "Who did you know?" Because right. every like my father knew a state rep or something. That's how I got the job. There was no filling out an application. Like these were coveted state jobs because right. they were solid. I mean, the mass pipe was still there. Yeah, and
0: also too. I mean, we're we're also talking about you know we're talking about bullying within the workplace, and obviously we're. we're we're making a little bit of light on this we're not talking about specific bullying with young kids which i think is horrific it's oh, no, terrible no this is adults this is adults yeah. and, and i think bullies from from you know when they were young they they certainly could continue the bullying um but uh, what was that famous quote of like um was it eleanor roosevelt is like N- nobody can do anything to you unless you grant them permission yes. to do something yeah. something along those lines yeah and um, you know, I, I think, you know, just from the work ethic and just kind of everything as a whole, is like, look, don't, um, don't hold, even if it's your boss, I don't care. Like, it's an opinion. And it could, there could be so much behind the bullying. It could be a power struggle. It could be their own deficiencies in life, their own insecurities. Well, you don't like, know what
1: even your manager at Morgan Stanley, what his boss is I mean, that's obviously where the pressure... Yeah, the guy, I mean, who knows? The guy could have had a lot of, you know, uh, coke whores on, on his payroll. <laughs> he, he, had, <laughs> yeah, he had to he make some money. to the gills, yeah. But
0: it, you, you, um, and, you know, in, in a workplace environment, you're looking for your peers and your, your bosses and your managers for, you know, validation for you as an employee to get that raise, to get that pin, to get that yeah. smelly sticker. And I think that Um, you know, your value as a human being should come from what you think about yourself as opposed to what other people are telling you. And and to a certain degree, like, I think in society, we're all, you know, looking for validation of, and, and this could be in work, this could be in anything, this could be relationships of, you know, how am I, you know? And we're looking for those likes. We're looking for you know Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook. <laughs> it's like oh look at me, look at me, look at me. Like no, no.
1: I'm really trying on Facebook. I've not broken thirty likes, and I'll tell you, I. That's good. I'm re- no, but i have not broken thirty. I'm trying to get.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, that's more good. than
1: thirty. <laughs> you I'm know, not, I. I'm not done it yet, and I'm. It'll come. I don't feel good about it. It'll happen. I don't feel happen. good about it, John. It'll happen. You know? It'll happen. Um, well, another... No, I think you're right. Uh, the problem is it's It's like there's so much more at stake. It's like your job, you know, it's not like just does my boss like me? Like, could I lose my job? Like this... Oh, yeah. You know, and it's not just like somebody, you know, online isn't going to date me or whatever, you know? I mean, right. that that's its own form of rejection. Right. But, no, you're right. I mean, it's adults everybody likes validation and sometimes it's so petty right that you're like you graduated from Harvard Business School right. and you're this petty yeah like you're really
0: well it's it's how we value you know people in society like a lot of it's right now it's very your your value as a human being is based on you know how much money you make yeah. and what job you have not what kind of person you are well
1: people will very patronizingly pat you on the head and say oh isn't that great the charity work he does whatever right but when push comes to shove the yeah, person you're, you're, they respect is the bank account right oh like, yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah nice? absolutely and, and i think
0: that's being validated by our current president i, I hate to keep on bringing this back to trump but <laughs> it, it's he's responsible for everything i else. mean as as a human being the guy the guy is
1: well he's personifies bullying Oh absolutely. I mean look what he did to his employee well, Jeff Sessions isn't even his employee. Right. But the whole but, <laughs> I mean the whole bullying thing
0: might have worked well in the real estate game oh, and the I'm whole sure. bluffing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not working so well with North Korea. No. no. It's not working so well in, in other aspects. No, no. It's not you know, it's not going great. He's not there's not a ton of stuff being done no. in, in the, the Senate, well, you House remember- of Congress.
1: Catherine Black, she was named by Bloomberg to take over as superintendent of public schools in New York City, mm-hmm. and she had the shortest tenure of right. any. She came from the magazine world. She worked for... Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. What's that? Condé Nast? Condé Nast, yeah. Yeah, she came from that. That's like, like
0: Vanity Fair, yeah. like
1: Cosmopolitan. And yeah. she was used to, I say it and it gets done. Right. And then she's in public... Yeah. the public sphere. And I remember work. someone saying, like, welcome to public poli- welcome to public yeah. service. It doesn't like, work that way. She went to a, a meeting, stuck her tongue out at the constituents because yeah. they were yelling at her. That's right. like, well, this is New York City's, you know, I was about right. to say sweetheart, but that wouldn't fly That me. wouldn't fly on. No, That wouldn't be good. it. Uh, number two on the list is constant criticism. And then number three is lots of yelling, which usually kind of go hand in hand <laughs> with each other. I mean, I've worked at jobs where I got, I got yelled at, finger in my face, abuse hurled at me, Right. and I think your dad and my dad were cut from the same cloth, like it, it was, you know, like, I told you to do something, do it the way I told you how to do it, Right, right. and you know, like, if I didn't do it, right. there were repercussions. Well, I, I felt so, like,
0: I felt like that generation, when was your dad born? 1936. Yeah, so my dad was born 35, yeah. right? So, you, you had this, um... You know their parents grew up in the depression yes. so our grandparents uh, this was the you know 30s 40s 50s you, you had world wars going on um, very uh, and they also lived you know through a time uh, in the 50s and 60s where it was you know uh, the leave it to beaver generation uh, prosperous yeah. suburbs all that stuff and and you had a very, like, black and white view of the world.
1: You know, yeah. communist oh. <laughs> freedom. <laughs> That's you know, right. Right.
0: It, it wasn't like yeah. where my mother, who kind of grew up in the 60s and 70s, um, born in the 50s, but really grew up in the 60s and 70s, had, had, had a different view of the world. Right. Uh, but you're right, it was very, like, you know...
1: Do it, because I told yeah. you... To, I don't. Yeah, how right. I felt about it was rather irrelevant. Irre- like, work yeah. hard. Yeah. Like... Don't, don't cry over spilt milk. When I went to high school, because now I have parents emailing me, I mean, you know, this, that, whatever. Right. Not too bad, but I've, you hear stories. Right. My parents were at my high school twice, and once was for some sort of hello dinner, right. and then the second time was my graduation. Yeah. I didn't have any parent-teacher conferences, nothing like that. It was uh, just like...
0: My dad was at my high school once. I don't remember <laughs> my parents ever going to a Little League game. Or like a soccer game, or any of that. They
1: would come to those things if they could. Like they came to like pop Warner and stuff. But like, I don't. I don't remember it. I would ride. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I would ride
0: my bike to and from. Now with my kids. Yeah, you're there. No, no. I. My wife's there. Yeah. Like everybody's
1: there. Right. Otherwise you're a bad parent. And you're circling, you're yeah. helicoptering over. Yelling it. at the kids. Right. Like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> uh, My kid didn't commit a foul. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? You're blind. <laughs> well then you hear about these parents who are like texting their kids relentlessly while they're in college oh, and it's just like the kids are rebelling again
0: like Listen, I'm your, in class. your job as a parent, it's first, first and foremost is to love your children but You want your job as a parent is to render them independent, right? Right. As soon as humanly possible, dependency is
1: is not the you do not. That's not the end game. Well, we'll get to this other thing. It's about complaints HR is making about parents of employees (laughs) calling them. Why did my son get fired? Right. Why, why didn't my daughter get you, the job? Yeah, you you don't understand. Parents. Little,
0: little Johnny, since first He's grade. sensitive. Yeah.
1: He's very sensitive. He's he,
0: Yeah. You can't raise your voice at him. Please don't look him directly down. in the eye. He shuts yeah. down. He, he doesn't like uh, uh, physical touch.
1: No. Yeah. yeah. No. Don't confront him. Don't confront him. Don't confront him. Don't, don't Well, confront. My, my cousin Al, who... Uh, You know, high school dropout. He's from England, from Manchester. Right. Sold his business some years ago for nine million Mm dollars. Started another business. (laughs) Yeah. This one. They fired this guy. Right. The guy would fall asleep at his desk. Right. When doing his work. Awesome. Yeah. You're fired. No. He will not leave the office. Did they calling his dad? Calling his father. He had this whole story about he was you know an immigrant from the Middle East. His parents had moved here, or his parents were immigrants worked hard, put him through college, and this is what you get. See, I I, lo- I love this story. I love it. You're fired. No. no.
0: I, I am not leaving no. the premises. You, now no. it's a big problem. Now you got oh, yeah. to get somebody to take this guy out.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Love it. Um, so constant criticism, lots of yelling. You know, again, it, that can get... I mean, at, at school, as a teacher, I can't yell. I, mean, yeah. I, I really... Can't you know raise my voice? I mean, it's I mean,
0: just... I, I don't know what yelling really gets. I I, I mean, is really because yelling it just it, it's a rabbit hole. You know? Oh, it is. Yeah, you're you're just well, you're gonna scream at someone, right, so all someone's the time. gonna. Right, I know. Eh, there, there's there's um other ways to communicate with people. Yes. Um, and I think we a certain degree in society we've lost the art of communication yeah um, because we're all texting each other and, and, and yeah. posting to Instagram and snapchat um, and the art of you know persuasion of having a debate listening that's key that's another thing listen nobody listens right yeah. listens to both sides and then you know are you open enough to um, you know um Either be swayed to the other other side, or see another opposing opinion to your own opinion,
1: or to take criticism. Or sometimes I just want a kid to stop talking in class. Right. Like, I don't need to hear from the guidance counsel. Well, that
0: I mean that you don't
1: need, but that, this is literally what it came to. But that's a little. It's a little <laughs> bit different. What you like? It is. As, it is. as a teacher, school's different.
0: Yeah. yeah as a teacher, you are. Um, you got you got one kid in the class that you know wants to you know have a discussion or talk back, and then disrupts the whole class. Yeah. I
1: mean, you can't really... I just start screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah screaming. I scream Slamming stuff. until I'm not even screaming words anymore. <laughs> right. I just scream. <laughs> I scream as loudly as possible. Uh, number four was remembering your, your mistakes, like kind of not letting things go, being falsely accused of errors. I mean... I would have to say ninety percent of the workforce has been falsely accused of like, oh, I didn't do it. John did it. Oh no, no. that wasn't. That was like All that right. when I got here. O- always. I mean, that's course. how you survive. Yeah. Always, <laughs> you always know. passing the buck. Always. Always, always passing boy. the buck. Uh, number five is probably, probably everyone's favorite: gossip and lies, destructive lies about your performance, etc. Like, but everywhere when I worked on film sets. When I've been in education, everyone, not everyone, I would say uh, my former roommate Chris, he is a person who really stays away from gossip, Um, but I've engaged in it. And, you know, it all comes from insecurity. Like, I'm insecure right. about my performance, right. so I'm going to talk about the guy who messed up. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, and it's also, too, it's like a virus. You know, once someone's... It's so difficult and it, the story
1: changes. Changes, yeah. It's yeah. like telephone.
0: Yeah. It's like the old game of telephone. By the time he
1: gets to the one guy, it's completely construed. I remember a story was going around. Uh, I was working on a, a, with a crew of guys, and something happened. Like, a 12 guy got blown over, 12 by frame. Right. Got blown over in the street. Uh, it was a real rush job like we were rushing around and and we just threw sandbags on it, we didn't tie it down like we should have, but like a million things, we were short staffed, well this story came back around to me like three weeks later on another job oh I heard this key grip the guy I was working with, this guy uh, Ethan and I was like that's not what happened, like I was there I saw, he's not, like we were short staffed so it's like, why don't you shut up yeah. But, of course, I do it, too.
0: Yeah, so. I mean, and also, too, I think with, with gossip is, you know, it's like people are bored. I know. You know? <laughs> yeah. And these are like stories. We all, you know, um, we all enjoy and we all kind of um, frame life around stories. So if you're bored out of your skull, are going to talk about Nancy you know, <laughs> right. in, in cubicle 431. Did you hear what she did yeah. at the Christmas party? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it just
1: escalates yeah. escalates. Uh, number six, you're not invited to lunch or meetings. <laughs> or what I love is having your desk moved. What? what? You're not invited to lunch? or like I love the idea of I'm sitting at my cubicle. Everyone's getting up. And when I'm just sitting there like, hey, guys, where, where going <laughs> Hey, where's everyone going? Oh, nowhere. Oh. <laughs> everyone's sliding out. And I'm just the lone head in my cubicle like, where's everyone?
0: Everyone scatters because they don't want to answer your question.
1: <laughs> That's my stockbroker calling. Oh. All the money. He's gone. Um, yeah. That is funny. Well, you know what it reminded me of? Nick, our friend uh, who uh, up in Salem that I did a um, thing with, he's worked in sales quite a bit. And he said, like, one day he shows up. This was, I think he was, you know, in his mid 20s in Denver, I think. And he, mm-hmm. he shows up at work and they've taken his chair away. <laughs> and like, Nick, you're standing all day. <laughs> it's like talk about bullying. Like God, I would be tempted just to walk out of the office and be like, "F you guys!" Like I'm not. You yeah. Know. It, it, but I always say that. But in the moment,
0: you know, I need it, that it, job. I go, it goes back to the mortgage, the car pay, I know. It, I know. And he kids. wasn't married or anything like I, that. And, and that's like it reminds me from that movie Network. It's like I'm not gonna take it anymore. Like oh. I love when people just they're like, you know, this is. This is insanity. my Yeah, I've point. reached my breaking point. Yeah. I can no longer do this. Yeah. And
1: they... Well, sometimes I've felt like that's the only way I can get your attention. This only happened like twice in my life, but I feel like that's the only way I can stop you. You know, I'm thinking of one person in particular. Like, I'm leaving. I'm done. Right. I'm not... Oh, okay, okay. Well, it's like, listen, it's not like you stepped on my foot. Right. And you're a pilot. Poly- like, you've been doing this for six months. Right, right. Criticism and, and, yeah. and this kind of stuff, and you know,
0: and sometimes it's it's um, depending on the company, the, in the work environment, is this right. is this is acceptable? This behavior is acceptable and yeah. and
1: or encouraged. Well, not and sometimes it's just like, listen, this is this is the well, like my dad had his own law practice and right. his partner became a judge, so he left, and for years he was trying to get an associate. Well, that that never happened, right? Because you know my father was kind of hard to work for. Right. And I remember an associate of his who then, they they were still friends. They worked together after, but this is actually at my dad's wake. He's telling me, your father, like, the first time I handed him a brief, he's like, I got it back with, did you graduate from law school written across the top (laughs) of it? And he just ripped it to shreds. Right. But he was like, later, he's like, listen, we have clients who are paying, and you can't, you know, like, I can't answer for that. So then I was like, but then he had other people quit, because it's like, look, this is the way it is. You know? it's, it's, it's like I to tell you,
0: you know, it's certain. Like in companies, it's like these, it's like these forced relationships, right? Because if you think about this, if anyone pulled this shit in your life, right, <laughs> if they were friends, yeah, right, yeah. you would no longer hang out with them, no. right? No. You would just, if you if you were a, a stable individual, you would be like, look. I don't have time for this company. I'm no longer this this guy or this girl's friend, right? Right. Family it's a little bit different. You got to deal with them, but even to a certain degree, you can just push that off the holidays. Right. You only see them a <laughs> couple times a year.
1: Slap right? a big grin on your face at Christmas and. But but not not so at
0: Acme Inc. No. You got to no, go in there every up. day yep. and deal with people you hate. <laughs> <Yeah>. You absolutely <laughs> despise, right? And this is this crazy. It's this a forced relationship.
1: And then you have to go out for drinks after. Right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Let's let's go to TGI Fridays for the, these, you know, these like ten dollar appetizers, all you can eat. And you know what? I I think like I with this going on, I am. And you read about like the opiate crisis, the drug crisis, and alcoholism and, and obesity. I'm surprised the numbers <laughs> are where they are, and they're not more
1: off the charts. What floor are we on right now? We're we're on nine. We're on the ninth floor in Manhattan, and yeah, I could picture just like walking over, opening up the window right out. Oh, the, like, I mean, that's it. That's I can't, it. I can't deal with it. I, and uh, and,
0: not, and not to put light on on no, suicide, no, no. Um, <laughs> no. but you know, it it just it amazes me of this kind of this, you know, this feedback loop, you know, and, and a, a lot of the stuff we're talking about right now, and, and we always have to preface this, is we're talking about, you know, um, someone listening to this podcast who's been unemployed or, you know, is working low-end jobs would love to be in a position that oh, sure. they're making sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year yeah. in a high-rise. So this is very specific to you know, this, this hell, this, this lack of freedom that we're talking about. Well,
1: I guess the difference is, like, you know, you didn't have a chance to go to college, you graduated from high school, you don't really have much direction, you got to right. take the job that you can get. Right. As opposed to, I paid, not me, but a theoretical person paid $80,000 for college, mm-hmm. uh, $60,000 for a master's degree. So I'm in $140,000, and now I'm in a job that I despise, and it's like, what do I need? Like, okay, I've got this big house, I've got a boat, I've got a pool, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but I think it's a good point to make that it's, you know, I guess it's sort of like a house or the space you have, you fill the space that you're oh, in. Oh, it's it's, it's, a,
0: it's a rat race, and you know what? You know what? me is nobody tells you this. No, <laughs> no. You well, the go, whole system would break. The now. whole system. You go to you you work your ass off to get into that great college. You go into student debt. I think student debt now is over a trillion dollars. Yeah. You, yeah. you come out, you you might work at a couple of jobs that you all hate, thinking that the next job next. is going to be better, and it's <laughs> it's not. Right. Or we haven't even talked about law school, right, or right. medical school, yeah. now you're talking about that figure is in the hundreds of thousands of okay. dollars. Yeah. I know my neighbors who, uh, one's a little, lo- I don't know if I should talk about this, cause I don't know, yeah, I'm not going to talk
1: about it because okay. they could potentially. Suggest- well, no, I would say right. uh, being a lawyer now, it, there's such a glut of lawyers that there there was a woman who was suing UCLA Law School, I think it was. It was a law right. school in California for her tuition back, right? Because she hadn't gotten a job in like three years. Yeah. And I know another guy. I know him personally. I don't think he's worked a full time job being a lawyer in eight years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, but you know, and that
0: and that comes back is like, is that the you know, is that the the university's
1: fault, or is that just the market dynamics playing out? Well, people forget that universities are selling. Oh, absolutely. They're selling, and they're selling you on this idea. But everybody has that idea. You go to college, and you know, now your bachelor's degree is useless. Useless.
0: Worthless. But, but you go to law school. I mean, what is the law school going to be like? Every law school thinks they're the best law school, right? Sure. So, like the top ten. You're not going to have the top ten, and you can see you know, that the big law firms are not hiring, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to come to the incoming class of 2021. I don't even know what it is and be like, we're seeing some slow demand on the... Oh, I know. (laughs) I, I, You probably might want to wait this out. And they also don't know two, three years from now where things are... So it's this vicious cycle, you know? And again, like, you don't... You know, you... like, I thought, you know, going to college, I thought I wanted to be on Wall Street. I thought I wanted to be a trader, yep. right? I thought I wanted to be an investment banker. And it was this image, this idea in my mind that I really wanted to do this. I wanted to, like, be in front of screens, all this stuff. Well, the reality of it, and I made it. Yeah. The reality of it was so shockingly... Disappointing. Unlike... Disillusioning. Di- disillusioning. <laughs> disillusioning disappointing, yeah. I mean you could all the disses, right? <laughs> that I was I was literally shocked out of my reality of what I thought it was gonna be and I was so disappointed. And I'd worked all this, I had interned all this stuff.
1: Yeah, I remember all that. And
0: yeah. nobody I and again it's it's about experiencing that, right? Even if someone told you, like even you're listening to this right now, there's one thing about being uh, told something and listening to it and then it's another thing
1: entirely another thing about experiencing it. Well, I told a, a group of seniors one time, I've told two classes this in two different schools that are graduating and they were talking about careers, what they might want to do and I said, you have got to go ask somebody who doesn't, like a lawyer. Right. Do you like reading? Do you like reading the most dry, awful documents all, you have ever, all day all long, day. Like forget court. Right. About three percent of lawyers actually go to court. Right. And usually that's
0: nothing. And then worrying about in, in that, you know, contract or that legal document of, of five you know, fifty you pages. Catch it. Yeah. That one word You better catch it. Is, is that's your that you left the door open right. to opposing counsel right. and you have just lost
1: a thirty million dollar case. Right. So I said, not
0: not so good for your career,
1: right? Like, go to somebody who works in it and say, "What do you do all day?" Right. Go to their office. Right. I would like to shadow you. Yeah. Because it'll probably be kind of a rude awakening. Like, if you think you're going to be Sam Waterston on Law and Order, trying the big case in front of the jury, <laughs> really getting to the truth, right. like every no, day, no, every day, yeah. it's all plea bargains. And if you're not doing that, you're reading wills, you're reading contracts, contracts that are, you know thousand pages long which are meant to trip you up so you better like sitting down at a desk and be able to do it and and i didn't not become a lawyer out of some moral stand like i can work for about two hours reading stuff and whatnot and then i have to stop like the idea of sitting down like my dad would go back to the office at eight o'clock at night and stay there till midnight every night monday through thursday right and then you know friday half a day saturday have to reading
0: yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, 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 I think it's the the media and the glorification of, of, you know, professions and industries like the medical profession and the, the legal profession. Yeah. And I mean, even. Or the the, the, the
1: financial. In profession. the
0: finance, in the financial, yeah. or even the actual uh, production environment for TV and and motion pictures. It can suck. Oh, it working can, on a film set. It can you are yep. working eighteen hour days yep. the and you're probably shooting like five percent of the time. The rest of the time yep. you're dealing with shit that's going wrong or just and most of talent's just kind of sitting around
1: the m- guy, most of the time. The guy who wrote Wise Guy, which became Goodfellas, Nick Pellegie. Right. He was I was watching the D V D extras of Goodfellas and he said he showed up to the set once. Like they would keep him in a hotel nearby to right. consult. He said I showed up it's like I stayed for like an hour. Mm. He said, It is so boring. Yes. They shoot for a minute right. and then they play with lights. Right. And that I so just to put the background, I worked on in film for about five years. I was a PA, then I was a grip. And like watching a movie and think boy I love movies I'd love to make a movie yeah. then you realize what you and I've made my own short films and right. all that oh my god or,
0: or going on locate, location oh. in, in nowhere
1: USA no, or nowhere yeah. it's not the world. glamorous it it's, is not no. glamorous no. and you're and, right 18 hours a day is, and is then, very normal and then
0: also too you might be you know because of lighting reasons, you might be shooting in the wee hours of the morning and then 20 below zero, yeah, 20 below zero, and then doing an indoor scene yeah. during the day. And right. then when the sun goes down, you're outside, you're, you're outside you got the artificial yeah. lights. But anyway, so it's, um, and
1: I think, it, yeah, uh, people are not prepared for what the reality of the work is. And, and oftentimes it's, it can be disappointing. This is not to say, like, our friend Tony works in finance. He seems to be pretty satisfied with what he's doing. So not to take anything away from that. Some people, you know...
0: Yeah, look, Look. you can... Um, I, I, I think it's perspective and meaning and, and, like, what you want out of life. I, I'm not, you know... I, I guess I am generalizing, but...
1: Well, we can't speak to every profession yeah. and every And I can't
0: speak to any, any, you know, individual of, you know, how they... Um, you know, like, and it's it's also too is like you could be working a job that you despise and hate, but you are taking care of your ailing mother, and your wife and children have this great standard of living, and you uh, pull so much joy from that of yeah. giving and helping these people, that that in itself makes for an amazing life for you. And which probably is probably
1: a lot of people don't sit around they they don't really care. I mean, like they do their job, they get a decent paycheck, and they have fun on the weekends, right. and they have a vacation. And and they could and be that's fun.
0: and they could be happy as a yeah. pig and shit.
1: Yeah, you know, and uh I mean, that's not exactly what I wanted, but you know, like I don't going 9 to 5 every day to a job I really didn't like. I mean, I do it if I had to, you know. Right. And obviously you and I have had advantages that that you referenced a lot of people don't have. Right. the majority of people don't have mm-hmm. you just gotta work right. and, and also that's the other thing it's like I gotta work like whatever it is I have to earn money to put food on the table for my kids and that's the way generations I think in the 30s 40s 50s maybe saw that Right. You went to the factory. You worked. You earned a decent wage. Well, and yeah, and and I, I think your like, work wasn't supposed to be fulfilling. Like I don't think my father would use that no, term no. fulfilling. Like what do you mean fulfilling? Right. work yeah, and work. Right, right, right. some money. <laughs> but now it's like I think that
0: you know uh, to a certain degree, you know the system, the educational system, the, the, this corporate workforce, they don't want you to question the status quo. They don't want you to start thinking about <laughs> no. is, is this something that I want to do? And I, uh, I I don't know if we should bring it up now, but I will. Um, I read an article about um, oil and gas companies, the ExxonMobil's, uh, the BP's of the world, which I actually worked for BP. I, I'm sorry, I didn't work for them.
1: I did a project for them maybe 10 years ago. You were not directly involved with the oil I, Still w- I was. I was. <laughs> uh, that was you. I'm front. That, that was me. <laughs> yeah. John, hit the red button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, the red button. Um,
0: so they're having a, um, a huge dilemma now, um, recruiting uh, new employees, essentially the uh, you know the millennial generation. Yeah. Because the mo- uh, millennial generation doesn't want to work for companies that are destroying Mother Earth. And they're now making uh, promotional videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I did read uh, a little bit of the article. Did you see the video? No. It's horrific, man. Well, I read the part where it said they see it as dirty, dangerous, and something else. I mean, the environmental thing might be a part of it, but I also think they. I mean, this—we're kind of averse to physical labor these days. You know, they oh. might see it as like that's beneath me or they they do not want to tell their friends. I mean,
0: mean, this is not just physical labor. This is not out on the rig. This is engineering jobs. This is marketing jobs. Right. I mean, this is across the board. Right. It's not like, uh, I I mean, working on an oil rig is a a very dangerous job. Yes. And I think you're very well compensated for working on an oil rig. But it's very dangerous. It's dangerous. You're away for months, if not years at a time. Yeah. Um, Largely male-dominated because women are too smart to go into that. <laughs> what do they fit? call
1: those guys? Riggers or something like that? There was another word for it. I can't remember what it is. But,
0: but anyway, they're having, a, they're having a huge problem um, you know, filling those jobs. And when you think about it is they're now, you know, the millennials are now questioning, like, and they're, they're connecting their, um, you know, this is, this is a company I work for and this is what they're doing sure and they don't like that outcome whereas at least like going back 20 years when I first started out I made no connection between working at uh, Morgan Stanley a Merrill Lynch a huge financial company and what they were doing in terms of society um, you know their social impact their environmental. I couldn't care less
1: well, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the venture capitalists harassing women. And, uh, you know, part of the problem that one <clears throat> one of the women brought up was that they're not publicly traded companies, so they're not answerable to anybody. So she wanted some of the universities, apparently Harvard among them, to say, like, all right, well, we're going to pull our money out of this if we, you know, if, if we hear a problem and you're not addressing it. Right. Money is always the talk. I mean that right. you know to be real about it. Nobody cares until you can pull money out. Right. Then it's like, oh, we better do something about it. Right. So, you know, like fifty years ago, it would be like they're sexually harassing women. Like, what do you want from me? I don't. You know. Right. Right. Whereas now it's like, yeah. Well, look at all the co- all the people who left Trump's. Board.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah. Now, now the business leaders are distancing themselves. And they
1: everything I've heard on you know CNN, uh, CNN and CNBC and. Uh, CNBC was the most interesting to watch, just from that financial point of view, which I don't normally watch, but I've started to because they're—it's really objective reporting. Well, so uh, Cause well, the money I, is involved. Yeah,
0: I mean the the Wall Street Journal is one of the most objective. Yeah, you said that. My dad thought that too. Because it's, and it shouldn't all be about dollars and cents, but like they cut through the political bullshit of, look, here's here's the facts.
1: Right, like, because you got to make money off.
0: Because right, if you don't have the facts when you're making a financial decision, um, you're gonna lose money, or right. you're gonna stop using that publication. So they're very unbiased to that degree.
1: Well, and they said, I mean, for the usually CEOs. A CNBC avoid, has
0: their uh, has their other host
1: of problems. Oh, I'm sure. But anyway, go ahead. Um, they said for CEOs to even, I mean, they're anything political they run from. It's yeah. like this has nothing. So for them to get up and walk away, yeah, it's got to be bad. Oh, and they I also mean, have I to mean, think they, about their image.
0: I mean, he took two days to respond, <laughs> and then his response was, "There were issues on both sides." How do you ram a car <laughs> into peaceful protesters <laughs> and, uh, there and, and say sides. there was a problem
1: on both sides? The analogy I thought of, okay, in the in, uh, the U.S. and Great Britain in france somewhat brought guns to war to battle the nazis were they at fault as well no for I mean, battling the nazis but like, how you, it's like how you it's a layup them? it's a layup i know like, it's a layup neo-nazis neo-nazis are bad white supremacists are bad the guy who ran the car into them we're going to open a federal investigation on okay. him done yeah End. <laughs> and uh, You could see the CEOs like, "Okay, thank God," because he yeah. did that at one point. Well, well and then he trashed that did, did he, at the
0: press conference. Did you see the press conference? I, they, that wasn't even a press. I don't know what
1: that the was. The
0: reporters were were giving them direct questions, and all he had to do was just give a one liner. And I, when when he was coming back from the podium, I was like, "I think he's going to do it." I really think he's going to stand up,
1: yeah, guys, and
0: and, and really be like, look, heal. Yeah, yeah, this was a terrible, you know, racism is still alive. Yeah, this was a terrible um, tragedy.
1: He could have said, I understand people think my campaign played a part in this, so I'm going to say unequivocally right now, I don't want their support. I want no, no, no. problems on both. And, sides. And then he
0: he comes out again. <laughs> I think it was yesterday, and he and he's like, oh, so he goes. All right, so what are we going to do? Take down the George Washington? (laughs) All right, someone on his team has got to be like, okay, no more talking.
1: I thought that was going to be, what's his name, Kelly, the new chief of staff? Did you see his face? I saw a shot. Oh, they just took the camera that was on him the whole time, and he's – they can't see. It's a podcast. He's grimacing. Yeah. Like Trump says something. Well, his (laughs) team is like – we didn't. We're not part of this. I could see them this all inching him. away, like, like physically. This like
0: is, this is him, like. But you know what, too, is like it's this is all going to be forgotten. I mean, I would like to think that this is going to
1: affect. But the problem is, it's going to be forgotten because there's going to be a new catastrophe. Yeah, it's going to be. That's the problem. Is that like it's? Does anybody even remember the crotch grabbing thing anymore? No, that seems like nothing. No, he's he's, he's, he's just he going down this. That I thought. So, if you ever want to know, podcast audience, who to vote for, look for who Matt Kerr says is, is going to lose. Vote for that person. Because right. I can't call it. I thought it was going to be Jeb Bush and Hillary Clinton. I, right. I, I would have bet $1,000 on that. Right, right. I thought the crotch-grabbing thing, he's done. He's done. Right. He, how can anybody? President of the United States.
0: Yeah, president. That's um, what you
1: got to do. Which leads us to, and I'm sure some of his people need this, you always need mental health days. <laughs> That's a sign you're being bullied at work. So you're taking your sick days just to like stay home, Oh. which again does not solve the larger problem, obviously. Oh, you know? and you gotta feel bad. Like I, I if somebody is just like, I, I can't, I just can't do it. I can't go to work. But then the next day you're gonna have to go. Well, it, it you know, it's the, it's the Google memo,
0: which, um, you know. Uh, there were there were women employees at Google that had to take time off. Right. Because it was it was such a look, and, and we, we, we've discussed the Google memo, I don't agree with what he says, <laughs> but when you're a female employee at Google and you have to take time off
1: from yeah. said memo, yeah. No You're giving that guy way too much power.
0: Way too much. Way and too much. And as you
1: said, not to throw you under the bus, I think this is what you were saying. Um, you're kind of lending credence to what he said. Yeah, you are. Where a guy would be like, "F you." Yeah. F go out you. in the parking lot right. we'll settle this, and we're we'll right. done with it. Right. We're right. I know. Um, well, this sort of leads to number eight: sabotage. Not signing off on. I guess this would be your boss being like, you know, oh, I signed off on that, but I didn't. know that's yeah. not. You know. Wasn't me. I never right. said it. Or not returning your calls and emails. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Giving you an impossible schedule, I guess. like, I think that's a pretty classic one. Right. Like, I'm giving you this project. I'm giving you a week to do this. And it's impossible. You need two months. Right. And it's just a way to, to force you out. And then the last one here is stolen work. People like taking credit for your work. That's me. I'm always sliding <laughs> yes, right yeah, in. Yeah, you know, putting your name on it. You know, Jim, uh, when I when I when we were working on this project, I didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Everyone's sitting there gritting their teeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. As good old Maddie's <laughs> yeah. Swoops in, takes all the credit. Thanks. Thanks, guys. You know, there's a documentary I've seen that um, it's about psychopaths in general, which right. kind of fascinate me. And then there's something they called an industrial psychopath. Right. Which these are people who like, you know, they don't kill people or anything like that. Right. But they really like go into a company and they just like they ruin everything. Like they sabotage, they gossip. You could put like Bernie Madoff. Is it Madoff? It yeah, made Bernie off. Madoff. You could yeah. put him in that category. Right. Like he just enjoyed ruining people's lives. Yeah. It wasn't about the money. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's in jail giggling about it. Like if you went to Bernie Madoff and said, you know, you ruined my life. Um, I kids' college. Not only does he not care, he, that's it, that's his yeah. bread and butter. Yeah, it's yeah. like good. So there were these people, they were they studied one guy in particular. He would like be talking to the boss so that everyone could see him. He would find out something the boss liked. <laughs> so then everyone yeah. thought he had some in with the boss. So okay. they would start telling him stuff. Right. Then he found out the boss was having an affair with a woman in the office. Nice. Now, the boss didn't know that, but this guy would go to the woman and start saying really positive things about the boss, the CEO, right. talk about himself. and Would, would he blackmail? Oh, well, he'd get to that stuff, and right. then he'd do things to other employees, like sabotage their work. The guy they brought in, because they were having problems, so right. they brought this guy in. He's a consultant. He's the one who came up with Industrial psychopath. Right. And he said, I realized... we got we to
0: talk with this guy.
1: Yeah, I'll, try, I'll look at the documentary again. He said, you know, half the company thought he walked on water, and the other half wanted to throw him out a window. Right. And he said, I realized this guy was causing so many problems. Right. And he wasn't doing any, He wasn't, you know, beating anyone up or anything right. like that. He was just able to manipulate the whole deal. And these are very smart people. Yeah. But That's fascinating. Yeah, they it's really fast. One he said like a lot of politicians are this way, like right. very glib, very superficial.
0: Right.
1: Um but they don't really like I just don't know how you can like like live with yourself. You know, it's like the There's the one no thing, conscience. they don't yeah. they, they don't ask it. see that's a thing. Like that doesn't apply. That question doesn't apply. It's it's like just
0: at the base level just do no harm. Just no. don't harm anybody. No, no, any. no. That's,
1: these people, they live for it. This yeah. is what they live like, for.
0: Like, you can, like, be as selfish as you want. Like, I that doesn't, like, whatever you want to do, uh, that's fine. It's a free country, whatever you want to do. Just don't hurt anybody. <laughs>
1: Just, like, that. Is that too much to ask? Well, but I think the perception, anyway, in the financial world, for example, like, my gain is your loss. Like, for me to win, you have to lose.
0: Yeah, but that's not true.
1: That's no, not? Okay.
0: Yeah. But it is a perception within the
1: well. Like if I want that promotion, if I want that job, five other people got to go.
0: Well, you could see that as a zero sum game, or you. It all depends on. Okay, in the, in the in the strictest sense of the word, in a financial transaction, uh, you know, uh, a stock goes up. You know, somebody on the other end of that is shorting that stock, so you're making money and they're losing money. Right but it doesn't really work that way because it's a liquid market. There are multiple um, multiple parties involved. There's the futures market that actually bet on the underlying assets. So it's not really a zero sum game. And in the financial stock markets, most people are betting that the stock market's gonna go up. You have few people betting that it's gonna go down. It's not a 50-50 deal. Is that what
1: junk bonds were about? I never really understood that.
0: So junk bonds are um, your company. Okay. Let's say you're Apple, right? You have uh, hundreds of billions of dollars in, uh, in cash. Um, actually, that's, that's a bad example. You're Elon Musk, okay? And you have Tesla, right? And you're making uh, a product that requires, you know, tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in investment capital. Um, and you're making money you're a publicly uh traded company your stock's doing well you don't have a lot of cash on hand you're going to borrow money on the public markets in the form of bonds which are like IOUs they're like you know government bonds but for companies and um your interest rate attached to those bonds is like AAA, a a and then there's like double B, B. So they're high
1: risk the lower right. you go. So the
0: junk bonds are lo- like super high risk.
1: So is there anything inherently wrong with junk no. bonds? As long as you understand the risk?
0: As long as you understand the risks. So like if you are, you know, a company that's like mirrored in debt and you're, you know, whatever, you're the market or you'll have these rating agencies that will determine. So your interest rate, so like, Tesla might get like a 5% coupon or interest rate on their bond whereas XYZ company which is a lot more risky not as big as a market cap might get 13% so they would be considered a junk bond Mm -hmm. so what you would do like a a hedge fund or a mutual fund might diversify their risk and only put a small percentage in the junk bonds but get that 13% or could go bust but they're not gonna put their entire portfolio. So like Michael Milken, who was the junk bond king, was underwriting a lot of this stuff and making huge, huge profits from this. But so that, some of the stuff he
1: did was a little. Who was losing? I mean, he eventually lost his license to, to deal, didn't he? To, to work. But there, he, was, there was some, he went, didn't he go to jail? He
0: did, yeah, he did go to jail. Um, who was losing? Um, investors lost, companies lost. So he was lost. Defrauding people
1: at some level? I guess is what he was found guilty of.
0: Yeah, I think it was. I think it was securities fraud that he was found. I'm not too sure though. I'm I'm not I'm not sure what he was found guilty of.
1: Well, it kind of puts me in mind of the you know Enron, which I was probably held up. My, the my brother standard. worked. My brother worked for Enron. Yeah, and wasn't he on the verge of moving to Houston?
0: Yep, right before they went under.
1: And, uh, and there was another World WorldCom. WorldCom. Yep. Like I saw the smartest guys in the room. That's basically what I know about Enron. Right. But. I mean, it seemed, at some basic level, once you cut through everything, they were flat out lying to people. so Someone Absolutely. made the decision to it say. Was, it was pure. And Lee. Lehman Brothers were involved in that as well, and some people well, actually went to jail. Well, I mean. It, no, didn't Lehman go under because of that? Lehman went under. I mean, Lehman, you know. Look. I mean, I said, I, from what I read, they. Goldman they Sachs put, should
0: have went under. Oh. <laughs> but Goldman Sachs... Lehman took the hit. Well, yeah, I mean, he was almost like a scapegoat. Everybody was in that. Every large but investment it was so bank. so like,
1: like they were causing rolling blackouts in California. And was, the, 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 the thing was so widespread. Are you talking about Enron or... Yeah, Enron. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, I, I was so talking Le- about... Lehman
1: Brothers was causing them. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I was talking
0: about Lehman Brothers with the, uh, the mortgage uh, crisis. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Yeah. Um, no, Enron was... Uh, I mean, the stock had become worthless and they were selling it off. Yeah, it was like, it was involved in energy and futures contracts and it was all
1: built. um, So at some level, like, you know, it it all, and I think this is what, how most people like me feel who don't really understand that world. It's like, you hear all this goobly gook and it's like, well, you lie. I mean, you flat out lie, like, you know, and. Well, that's the other thing is like, why there shouldn't be this,
0: like, uh, we, we want zero regulation um, you know just let the market know <laughs> they always try that you can't you can't there, no. there, there's there could there's a case for too much regulation sure. Right. the yes. government's not a well-run machine no. right but you need rules you can't just go play a game without any rules you, right. you can't you need certain rules now you can debate long and hard about what those rules should be and there should be an open debate on that but there has to be rules. The only incentive for corporations is to maximize profits, you know, could, in certain instances, not be beneficial to society as a whole. So right. then right. you have to um, – Some would say often,
1: but uh, – right. Some would say well, – right. You <laughs> yeah. could
0: also make the case often. I'm trying to be Dipl- not, yeah, diplomatic and non-biased, but you can't have zero rules.
1: Well, now I, I just read this article in New Yorker about deferred, um, it's a deferred prosecution, or like when a bank is found guilty of fraud, mm-hmm. they just, there's no criminal prosecution. Right. and it's it's deferred, I forget what the term is, and it started under Eric Holder, right. who, you know, Obama guy, right. and Democrat, blah, 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 but
0: well, there's, it's there's, basically
1: too big to fail. Yeah, I but mean, it's like you've allowed this to happen. You've I mean,
0: allowed... There, there's there's yeah. so much money in politics. I mean, the function of a bank is to um, hold deposits and then lend out those deposits to companies and small businesses, loans, car loans, um, mortgages, and whatnot, um, but, you know, if you want to, you know, where the money's at is in, because interest rates are so yeah. low right now, low right now is in speculation, commodities. So these markets, this is what happened with the mortgage market, is got so big where they took these mortgage loans and then carved them up. Yeah. So again, about the ratings, I mean, we're getting too deep into this, but <laughs> uh, with the ratings, they would rate these um, these mortgage bundles. They'd take a mortgage and they'd carve it up, yeah. right? And they put all these, like so every- anyone could get a loan. I so tried to
1: read a book about this and I really couldn't. Yeah, Yeah, the guy Lewis.
0: yeah Michael Lewis, Liars Poker. It was a great Liars Poker. Yes, but he wrote another one based on this,
1: and it was The Big
0: Short. Big Short. Yeah, very very good. Great movie, Um,
1: but yeah, the book was very hard. Matt Taibbi is also a writer. Yes, yeah, he's good too. Yeah.
0: Um, Anyway, so uh, you know they and and essentially they were you know these banks were bailed out because they were too big to fail, and they were so that seven hundred. Is it seven hundred billion dollars? Right. Seven hundred billion dollars was US taxpayer money. Yeah. And and, and they I mean they made it back,
1: you know. I know, but to you know, to get back to layman's terms to someone like me, it's like what do you are we is this a capitalist society or not? Exactly. It's almost like exactly. and they still you guys love capitalism when it benefits you.
0: Right. And they still got huge bonuses. Yep. Multi million dollar bonuses and even had the gall to complain. I know that they weren't getting, like, <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> leaving. I'm not. It's like, guys. 45 million dollars?
1: Yeah. a spit on this. The, the,
0: the music stopped and there wasn't a chair left. Yeah, like, sorry.
1: Yeah. Anyway, are we done with that list? Yeah, I mean, I would just get it back to, though, to, to bring it back to the working experience. You know, I don't, it, it'd be tough. Like, your brother worked for Emron, mm-hmm. and AJ's a very honorable, honest guy, and I would have to think that a lot of people working for Enron, for these other companies, are are honest people and they you know, then maybe they get wind of what they're sort of involved in and they're like, you know, not only I mean I'm here to make money and whatnot, but I don't want to ruin people's lives to do it. Right. And I mean I think, you know, anybody with any kind of well developed conscience would sit back and be like, but then, what are you going to do? I mean, are you gonna yeah, leave? but you know, it's you know. I don't I
0: don't think it's I don't think it's as black and white as that. I don't think that you know. Well, it's very compartmentalized, right? It's and it's and it's also the it's the it's the corporation. You know, it's not the individual. It's like if it was, if it was like so straightforward and black and white as like, okay, I'm doing this, and this is going to happen.
1: You but know, I think that's why people hate corporate America because it's like. No one is ever responsible right. for anything. It's you can not constantly pass. It's the stockholder. Right. Oh no, that like Wells Fargo. I thought right. that was a perfect example. Those guys, who were opening those fake accounts. Right. Okay, you're Joe Jones. You're sitting there. You're like, I got to meet this quota. Right. I am five short. Right. Or right. My kid. You know, I might whatever. Now should Joe Jones do it? No, but. As was as said by people other than me, wait, wait. This is not Joe Jones. Right. This goes way up the ladder. Way here. up the ladder, and and you know it was,
0: um, and again, it's 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 you know, everybody was doing it. Right. You know, and you can use that justification for horrific things. Oh. You know. Absolutely. All the way back through history. You extrapolate a lot yeah. of things from that. Yeah. So. Um,
1: yeah. So to bring it back, like yeah, that I mean, even in education, sometimes it's like you know you're told to do something, and it's like not that catastrophic or anything. Right. But it's like listen, this kid just needs to graduate. This kid's been in school thirty days of this year. Like, right. <laughs> you kidding me? Like, right. well, there, you know, there she goes, and it's like, what? And then I look at, I'm like, what would anything work? Not graduating her. Like, what are we accomplishing with that? Right. You could talk a lot about it either way. So. Hopefully you'll listen again. We'll try not to or get not. too often <laughs> with savings and loan and Enron and all that. But I think it all ties together pretty well. All right, guys. Thanks for listening.